Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. I'm so excited that you are here again this week. Um, We're talking about overcoming striving uh, this week. And I don't know about you, but this is a topic that is really kind of personal to me. It's something that I've had to really work through with the Lord over the years. And I don't know that I've necessarily arrived, (laughs) but I'm definitely um, much farther than where I was. And walking through that isn't always easy, but it's, it's so worth it. So I decided to bring a really good friend on the show this week that she's actually been on the She Connects podcast with us before. And so welcome back to the show, Andrea Sandifer. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're joining us from, and um, anything else that you just really want to share with the listeners. We want to know it all. (laughs) Fabulous. Well, thanks for having me back. This is such a great podcast and yeah, just a neat community and uh, good to be back. So uh, yep, I'm Andrea. A little bit about me. I love Jesus and I'm trying to follow hard after him in all that I do. And I'm a wife and a mom of, let's see, they're, they're both elementary age kiddos, but uh, I have a daughter who's 12 and a son who's nine. And I have lived now in South central Alaska for 15 years, over 15 years. And um, we're in the midst of winter here. So don't ask me if I like it, but I am a songwriter and a worship leader for my local church. I enjoy writing a lot of like scripture-based music and also um, prayer songs out of my, just my walk with the Lord, things that he's teaching me. They're not only for me, but they seem to bless others too, which is a huge gift. And then I I volunteer on two out of the eight teams that our church uh, has leading worship uh, for kids and for adults. Um, there it's just, it's a wonderful place to grow and, and to use my gifts of worship, um, in that community. And let's see, I'm also the ministry coordinator for what we call arts for the kingdom, uh, at our church. These are events where we, uh, come together for an evening where it's centered around a theme and people bring artwork or crafts, or, uh, we had a culinary artist this last time. It was fabulous. Um, and then we have a concert that evening too. And it's just a, an evening of celebration of the arts in the church centered around a theme. Uh, we just had one on January 1st with the theme of incarnation and it was beautiful. And yeah, I can't wait to share pictures from that event. Our photographer was fantastic too. So that's very fun. That's probably if I had to pick a favorite thing, that might be it. I'm not sure. Let's see. Oh, and I can't forget. I am a podcast host too. (laughs) I was going to say, if she can yeah. mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Uh, yeah, Jake might uh, not like it if I don't. Uh, my producer, Jake uh, Doberins, he's he's so great. He's our fearless leader over at Creatively Christian Podcast. And your episode, I learned, is coming out. It's finally going to be coming out. Uh, let's see. No. Uh, has it come out yet? 
Yeah, it did. Oh, I thought so. Okay, good. I have a few like waiting in the wings and I'm like, when are they going to come out? So yes. So you've been on our podcast too, which was super fun uh, to have you there. And yeah, it's a, that's a fun project. They really enjoy being a podcast host for them. And we have two new hosts joining us for this new season, kicking off tomorrow, um, early January here. And so we're excited to kind of engage with them and learn more from them through their interviews and Let's see. Other than all of that, I am a part-time teacher's aide at my kids' school, uh, which is totally outside of the realm of what I thought God would ever ask me to do, but it's been good, been a good season to do that. And then I mentioned to you before I hit and record here that my husband just started his own business. So I am newly a co-owner in a entrepreneurial, uh, enterprise here um, as a family. It's going to be an interesting beginning of the year here. And I'm not sure I had enough room on my plate to add that, but we're going to give it a go. (laughs) So so I think that that's about it. (laughs) That's about it. Hey, you have a lot of moving pieces in um, in your life. Which is why we're having this conversation today. (laughs) Um, And so before we dive into the questions that I want to cover, I want to circle back because if you hadn't mentioned your podcast, don't worry, I have your back. I was going to mention it because (laughs) I want to point people that direction and that'll be in the show notes if you're interested in that link in the show notes. But if you are a creative of any kind, this is the podcast for you. Uh, They bring on some amazing guests and wow, um, just so much inspiration. It's so, so good. I love the content that you and your team are putting out into the world. It's really good. Awesome. Yeah, it is so much fun. Uh, my one interview coming up this month, I know for sure is with a songwriter down in lower Alabama and he's actually co-written with, uh, Sandra McCracken and his name's, uh, Wendell Kimbrough. And, oh man, I just, I had like over an hour conversation with him and I just, I couldn't get enough. It was just so wonderful. He was such an encouragement and, I learned so much from everyone, songwriter, whoever. I think I've interviewed poets. I've interviewed authors. Yeah, it's just it's just so fun to learn from each other. We're so much better uh, together. So. Yeah, totally, totally. And the reason why your husband started this new position, because if listeners aren't aware, Alaska is really having some weather right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gross. So, but we... <laughs> We are grateful that you and your little neighborhood there are doing well and things are are going well and that you have power. (laughs) We have power. This is the perfect day to do this. I was telling you before we, yeah, we, we hit power on and off Monday through Wednesday. We're recording this on Thursday. It's kind of calm. And supposedly the winds are supposed to kick back up again tomorrow. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. I really appreciate it. So yeah, (laughs) you know, being here in, in Minnesota, of course, I mean, I've never been to Alaska. It's a bucket list. I do want to go, but that's another topic, but being here in Minnesota, the winters can be 
pretty brutal. And we've had times of no power because heavy ice on the lines or, or whatever. And, you know, it's interesting to me how often I would go to like the light switch to turn the light on or, and, you know, it's, it's just such a habit and you really begin to understand, wow, I kind of take these things for granted. I mean, I keep going over and trying to turn the light switch on. Oh yeah. That's why we have candles going right now. And we have a flashlight in our hand. We have no power. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had a friend, uh, she, she said, this is, this is when candle hoarders shine. I think she had been out of power for like 36 hours and she's like, nobody's laughing at me now for collecting all these candles. I'm like, you were right. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. Oh, well, I'm excited. Like I said, to dive into this topic about striving and I, I just, I appreciate um, your willingness to, to just dive into this topic with me, because I think that it's going to be a topic that is going to resonate with a lot of us in that, and it might look differently for, for people, but we're just, this is just such a really powerful and much needed topic. I personally think, but, you know, I've heard that you, have described this as affirmation-driven achievement. I love that. And I have never heard striving defined that way as affirmation-driven achievement. So can you break that down for us a little bit and just kind of give some explanation to how you define striving? Yeah. You know, when I started to kind of take a hard look at well, let me back up. So I, I have a friend, <laughs> she's been really, really helpful in helping me identify that as evidence to my little bio, I not only have a full plate, I actually probably carry a platter around with me. And I, I've been really needing to pare down what's on that platter, take a hard look at things. And so she's been really helping me identify that what I tend to fill that platter with is stuff that I feel affirmed in doing. So I define like affirmation driven achievement as a desire to spend time accomplishing things that I feel affirmed in doing. So basically these are things that result in me hearing well done or thank you or beautiful job. And I, I feel that I I look at what I spend my time doing and I see, I see my tendency to focus on those things and ignore the rest, (laughs) which isn't good. That's not, it's not a good focus. So, and when I don't feel affirmed in a task, I can tend to want to give it up or question whether I should even be doing it in the first place. And, you know, these tasks that I am doing, that I am feeling affirmed in doing, they may not even include things that I want to be doing or that I have to do, you know, I think we all have those things that we know we want to be doing or that we really should be doing. I hate to say the word should, but we really have to do in order to make our lives progress forward or to be a good steward of things. And so, but if I'm not affirmed in doing those things, I don't tend to spend my time there. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, totally. And I'm, yeah, totally tracking with you. And I, I think that if I, you know, if I was going to be honest, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, this is an area that myself, I really needed to kind of be willing to go deep with God to figure out why is this such a stronghold in my life? Why, why do I 
tend to always veer toward this. And for me personally, I just really recognized that that there was something, oh, if I can say maybe broken on the inside of me that needed some healing. And I mean, that's a topic for another day, but I know that for me, it just, it required me to sort of trace this back. Like, why is this such a big thing for me? What is the root of this? And so, you know, for me to be able to come at it from the root level, because otherwise I was just constantly, you know, just putting a bandaid on it or, you know, just kind of hitting it at the surface when there was something deeper within me that maybe needed to be worked out with the Lord. So how have you recognized this in your own life? Yeah. And, and I'll, and I'll even say that's the work I've been doing is trying to get at the root cause of some of these tendencies. And in my own life, I've really seen, you know, as I took a look at everything that I do, I observed that those that praise my efforts get my efforts. And it was just as simple as that. So uh, something I kind of identified was Sunday, Sunday afternoons, let's say I've just led worship and after services, you know, there might be people that thank me or say, thank you for the music this morning. It was beautiful. That feels so good. And I, and I tend to not want to leave that environment. I tend to want to stay because I know going home and I try not to put this on my people, but I do. My husband doesn't say, worship was beautiful this morning. Or my kids don't say, mom, that was so great. Thank you. You know, I don't, and it's such a letdown. And I feel that in, in my body and I, it affects the rest of my day. It's almost like a huge downer (laughs) that I don't want to serve them. I don't want to make an effort toward cooking dinner for people that don't even acknowledge what I just did. And it's so broken. Like you were saying, there's a brokenness. And I've also felt the opposite. So like after I, like this last Arts for the Kingdom uh, evening that we had on January 1st, I, I, there's such a high after completing something like that. I know you, you host your She Speaks conferences. There is, there is something, there's like a high or like a sense of accomplishment that comes after doing something like that, almost like a job well done. And, and that's, that's kind of what I try to hang on to are those moments of, in my own soul feeling, Oh, I did it. Mm-hmm. Look at what God asked me to do and, and look at how I walked that forward and it's, it's finished. It's, it was awesome. And so I really try to pay attention to the emotions surrounding those kind of feelings, those, um, and trying to pay attention to how that affects how I, like after this last event coming home and having that high, I'm like, I'm so excited. The next one is in April. Like I am already looking forward to the next event and I'm wanting to pour my efforts toward that. So I, I feel that, uh, definitely in those specific ways. So, yeah, totally. And you're right. I mean, after I, um, you know, host that annual she rises event. I mean, I'm just riding the wave for days, you know, yeah. and I, I love the testimonies and the feedback that's coming in. And, you know, really what I began to, to realize is, Okay, so eventually that's going to stop because 
it's over now, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so Susan, what are you going to do when it's over? (laughs) You know, let's, um, let's figure this out because I don't think that God, that God created us to have these extreme highs and, you know, deep lows. And, and that's our faith journey that there's, I mean, yeah, we do have mountain highs and valley lows, but I mean, just these like incredible peaks and valleys of, you know, I'm, I'm really up one day and then I'm really down the next day because I'm not getting that validation and I'm not getting that affirmation. And I, you know, so I just want to ask you this really quick and see what your thoughts are. As I was digging through this with the Lord, just really allowing his Holy Spirit to, I kind of define it as taking a flashlight and shining it in my heart, you know, what, what is going on in here? And it's so hard. It's, it feels risky. It's not fun, but it's so worth it in the end to begin to Mm -hmm. kind of work through some of those things. But one of the things that he showed me was I have this deep longing to be noticed. Like I want to be noticed. And so there was this, this piece of my identity in Christ where he wanted me to become more confident in Susan, I already see you. And so when you can live from a place of being seen, you won't know you won't worry so much and be consumed so much with being noticed by other people. I mean, that was just so freeing to me. I mean, it didn't happen overnight, obviously. I mean, you know, the revelation comes, but they're still walking that out. And so Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts about that? What, I mean, have you seen that in your own life? Oh, for sure. And I, I think and we were talking about how this, this feels like deep work. There's, there's a root cause that we're trying to dig up. And I have definitely noticed that I can feel loneliness associated with my, like, like I said, on a Sunday morning, not wanting to leave that environment. And the moment that I do, I almost feel alone. That was really interesting to me. And then, you know, in, in spending time with the Lord and actually talking to him about that specifically, like, why do I feel lonely? And I, and I actually wrote a song all based on this relationship that he's, he's really trying to build in me that he's always with me. Mm-hmm. And there's a comfort that I need to really tap into and, and be anchored in there. And it's again, yeah, just like you, it's not an overnight process. I almost need to sing that song over myself continually to be reminded. And it's, I'm still, I still feel lonely so often. And yeah, so I'm thankful he doesn't just leave us, you know, in our uh, wallowing and uh, as we work things out, he's very patient. He's a very patient God and he keeps reminding us and keeps helping us grow forward, which is really, I'm, oh, I'm so thankful. Yes. So. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that he doesn't give up on us. Yes. I mean, mercy me, you know, how many times has he said to me, okay, so we're going to walk through this again, Susan, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to, we're going to go down this road again. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> So praise the Lord for his steadfastness and his loyalty in -hmm. our lives, you know, just that he's so committed to us. Um, Did you find it affected your responses to things that uh, felt hard and and were maybe less glamorous? I know you kind of touched on that a little bit, but can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. You know, I think that's something I have found the most revealing, you know, when I, when I, try to examine what's on my platter and why am I not doing some of the things I really, again, the word should, but 
the things I have to be doing because they were, they were less glamorous. I wasn't being affirmed in doing them. And so uh, I don't want to do them. And so, but I can say that becoming a wife and a mother, it really starts to rewire that thinking because you don't have, you just, you can't not do the things you just, you have people relying on you. And so, you know, I wish they praised me for doing their laundry and washing their dishes and, um, they don't. And, I, you know, I'd love to talk to any moms who have trained their children to thank them for all things. Uh, we need to talk because I need to work on that in my own house. But I, it did, I started to notice that I have almost been brought up and this is part of that, this deep work I've been doing. I've been raised to not necessarily value the accomplishment of what, what I like to call small things. Mm. And so and that trickles into like even my my own my lack of being able to follow through on things that are hard or things that take a long time to to even feel a, a sense of fulfillment or personal affirmation in myself um so like my health journey i have struggled in my health since my teen years just cycles over and over and over of just struggling because being healthy takes effort and time. And if we don't have that instant gratification, what is it about our culture that is so bent on instant gratification? And this is part of our wiring. Like if I, if I run for a a month and don't feel the benefits, I, I can tend to give up. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And so I'm, I'm noticing that in myself, that there's, there's a lack of personal motivation in doing hard things that there is an affirmation attached to. And with health, you know, that specifically, it takes a long time for other people to notice that something that you're doing is working. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I have succeeded somewhat in that journey before only to rebound. That's a whole nother story. Um, but it was amazing when people did start to say, Hey, what are you doing? Oh, did that feel good? And that was a really huge encouragement to help me keep going. Again, I'm trying to really notice that that is my tendency. And then with like, again, this deep root work I'm doing, uh, rooting out the issues. I'm noticing that I'm a really good starter. I am self-motivated to start something, but I'm a terrible finisher. And I mean, to the point where I even, I purchase things, I purchase courses or classes or invest in things monetarily and put that burden on my family finances and don't finish. That's, there's a, there's a brokenness in that stewardship there too. So there's, there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm starting to kind of root out and key into that. This is, it's a brand new year. We have a chance to kind of sit back and go, all right, <laughs> uh, let's look at the platter and let's figure out what needs to change. And dishes and laundry are on that list and uh, I don't like it, but I'm, I'm excited to, to try mm-hmm. and I'm excited to partner with God in that. So, yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, I just champion you in that. And again, really appreciate your willingness to be honest. Um, really, really appreciate that. But you had mentioned just really quick about 
um, you know, what is it about our society that we're, you know, so drawn to instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's just a really great segue into just the types of messages that the world is sending. And I often refer to it as a microwave society. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we, we are just so we're so used to that. It's almost like we don't know how to wait anymore. We we've lost that art of tearing. You know, we can get anything at the, you know, click of a mouse or push of a button, um, microwave, you know, all of that. (laughs) And yet I don't, I don't really see that in, you know, biblically supported. And, you know, I know that sometimes people and myself included, I've gotten frustrated in, God maybe isn't moving as fast as I want him to, or my goodness, I'm still praying about this and I haven't seen, you know, breakthrough in this particular area. So I'm just curious if you would be willing to speak into that a little bit more and what messages you feel like the world is sending in regard to that. Yeah. We have to be honest with ourselves, this culture, we are, we are sharing success accomplishments. Like when we, when we tell each other about things, especially online, you know, this is such a socially social media driven society. Now we share accomplishments, we share success. And that's, if you think about if that's what everybody is sharing, that's all we see. (laughs) So our minds are driven to think that that has to be me too, or I'm doing something wrong if that's not me. And I, I think in my generation too, so I'm, I'm almost 40. I was raised. So eighties, early nineties, my parents were of the generation and maybe not all parents of that generation were this way, but we were raised to achieve. We were really encouraged forward. And I think all parents of course we want our children to achieve things and be successful, but my upbringing was much more focused on what I'd call striving again, this affirmation driven, you know, and that probably trickled through in the way that they actually uh, expressed their love to me. And again, that's deep root work I'm doing, but I'm noticing that my generation of strivers tends to have this in common that we, we weren't really taught to value small things and to take time to uh, take care of ourselves and to learn how to rest. (laughs) Uh, You know, there, there's this whole, I think there's, that's something missing in our culture right now. I see it in a lot of my friend groups, these young moms that I'm friends with, we don't know how to rest well. Right. Um, and I, I could blame that on all sorts of things, but I I'm noticing in my own life and in my own parenting, I'm not teaching some of those same things to my own kids. And that is something this year I'm really trying to key into is, can I break this cycle of training my children to value small things? I would love to be able to do that. I would love to not only model that, but train it uh, in their own hearts uh, so that when they grow up, they aren't having this same conversation of my platter is so full and I, and I, and I have to do all this deep root work to figure it out. They may, they may, but I, I pray that I'm not the cause of that, I guess is what I'm saying. So, (laughs) but yeah, I think honestly, as a culture, 
we need to change the script. We need to change the perception of productivity. We need to see small things as not lesser things. You know, and my pastor, I think his, the way he said it is don't despise the days of small things. Mm. Um, It was, and that that has stuck with me uh, so much because there are as, as women, as parents, as um, just as people, (laughs) there are days when we're not leading an event at church. There are days when we're not leading worship for our congregation. There are days when we're not interviewing um, an amazing person on on the other side of the camera for a podcast. There are days when we are tackling a pile of laundry. There are days when we're paying bills. There are days when we're you know, it's tax season is coming up. That needs to be done. Those are days of small things. And oops, sorry, I just ripped my ear out. Let's try that again. Anyway, keeping it real around here. Um, so I would love to be able to flip the script and just model that in my own life and just, and, and show that, especially to my kids. Cause I think that is a gift I would love to leave with them. My time with them is short. I mean, yeah, 12 and nine, the days feel long sometimes, uh, but I know the years are short. So um, I'm really hoping to make some good changes this year. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate what you said about just sort of changing the narrative here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I really appreciate that in many ways, but I know one of them, one of the biggest reasons I so appreciate that is because I'm, I'm in my early fifties. And so I, I really am just not into hustle, hustle, hustle and taking life's corners on two wheels. And I have felt like I am just this odd duck because (laughs) that's what the world is. And, you know, go, go, go. And, and because I'm not, I have felt like I'm, I'm, you know, my values are, you know, they came over on the Mayflower and I'm out of touch. I'm outdated, you know, and all of <laughs> no, these stay things. strong, stay strong. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, but I've found myself trying to do that, you know, because, oh, this is what, what we're supposed to do now, you know? And so Susan, you need to kind of, you know, catch up with what everybody else is doing. And so then when I try to do that, it does not, number one, it doesn't serve me well. It doesn't serve God's best in my life. Well, and the only thing it produces in me is frustration and exhaustion and disappointment. And all of that is rooted in that striving, you know? Um, And like you said, just serving God out of a place of rest and not having to, you know, strive and strive and strive and go and go and see how fast I can go. But man, it's, there is that pull there. If we're going to be honest, there's that draw to this is what I need to do now. Oh, this, you know, I need to like be this updated version of how I do things and how I approach things. This is the way it needs to look. And man, that is a really hard road. And it's not a road that I enjoy being on. And every now and then I kind of have to 
back up, you know, and do a U-turn just recently while we're just really being honest here, (laughs) Um, (laughs) just recently in the last couple of months, uh, someone had shared with me, did you know, Susan, that your podcast is on such and such platform? And it, it was, she was telling me all these different things about the just the um the statistics and stuff like that Mm. I had no clue what she was even talking about and so I asked her and she was telling me about how you know what a big deal it was and I was all of a sudden it started I could feel it was like feeding that thing in me that Mm -hmm. I'm successful and I'm you know and all of that and so I knew um and so like there were some people that were sharing that on social media And so I wanted to join the bandwagon, you know, because (gasps) look at me, you know, I'm making my mark in the world. And yet I knew deep within me that Susan, don't do that. Like you're, it's just going to be temporary. It's short-lived. That's not really what you need. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that it's hard because I, I see, especially on social media, like you said, you know, all of these successes and it makes, it makes a person, well, I don't want to put words in anybody else's mouth, but myself where I feel like I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm falling behind. I'm not successful. I'm not, you know, advancing the kingdom as well. I could be doing Mm -hmm. more. And yeah, that is just, it's just a dead end road that just Mm -hmm. doesn't serve ourselves. Well, it doesn't serve God's best in our life. Well, either. Yeah. It's really important to acknowledge that, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and to let God speak into that. You know, if we feel that nudging, like, Oh, I think you need to back up a bit, pay attention because, Oh man, our culture is not sending that message. So we need to pay attention to that. Yeah. It's an honest conversation, right? I mean, that we have to have with ourselves, be honest with ourselves. Would you say? Oh, for sure. Oh yes. (laughs) Yeah. And, and to not ignore I can tend to ignore my, my warnings to my own self uh, and ignore the warnings that my body tries to tell me. Um, And, you know, even my husband and his uh, loving subtlety will be like, are you sure you should do that? And I'm, I, I try to tend to like push those out, but he, you know, he's my partner. He sees a whole lot more (laughs) than I do at times. So I'm thankful for those, those people in my life that can go, okay, are you sure? And I should be, I should be listening to that. Yeah. Uh, keying into yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. So good. I've had to learn the hard way to listen to my husband and that God <laughs> actually uses him <laughs> to yes. into my life, you know, instead of, instead of, and even like other close friends that know me really well and know the message that I'm carrying and the dreams mm-hmm. that are in my heart and to understand that they have my best interests and they're not trying to diminish me or, you know, dismiss what I'm passionate about. They care about me and they can see that, wow, that's a lot, you know, and and to just really to um, understand their heart and that God is using them as well. And so let's talk about uh, striving for achievement and just, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about just the definition of success. And uh, I know for myself, the definition, I try to lean into and stay <laughs> in the definition that I've developed for myself and definition for me is, is defined as 
am I doing what God has asked me to do at this moment and in this season of my life? The things that he's placed in my hand, am I doing those and doing those well? And so how would you define success? Yeah. And that is actually something that has stuck with me since our conversation on Creatively Christian. Something that you taught me was that dreaming begins at the feet of Jesus. And we have to give room for our success to be defined by him. Um, we have to, and, and that takes spending time with him. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so like when I took a hard look at my, how I spend my time, that was one of the, the top things that hadn't been a priority that re- I really want it to be now is spending time with him. And, and not just, you know, prayers in the car, which praying in the car, I do that all the time. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's, it's not as, it's not the deep work that I feel myself needing to do. And, and I, I know I need that. I know I haven't been listening to his voice enough and I need to make room for that. I need to be learning from him and not necessarily shutting out the world because we have to live in this world, but we, and we want to serve the world. We're here to serve the kingdom. So we can't completely disconnect as much as I'd like to sometimes, but I need to be hearing from him first. Mm-hmm. And then from my conversations with him, I want to be, I want to be serving others through just like you said, what he's asking us to do. And, and that is, I think that's the whole, that should be our mission. That should be our focus is if I'm not doing what he's asking me to doing, what am I doing? Like if I am, if I'm taking on a project that he didn't really intend for me to do, sure, there, there can be value in that, but what is it taking time away from? Am I, am I putting forth effort towards something that he really didn't ask me to do? And am I, am I neglecting something that he is asking me to do in doing that? And so, yeah. And success, I, I would love uh, to be spending time this year, letting him define that for me, what that looks like, because the world isn't defining it for me very nicely right now. Right, so, right. and I, there's a lot of guilt associated with what I'm feeling at the beginning of this year. And I I'm really looking forward to spending time hearing him define it this year. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I've noticed, I don't know about you, but when I have fallen into the definition of the world's or the, the world's definition of success, it seems like the goalpost is always moving. Oh, because it's too high. Once I reach that, then I don't necessarily feel successful because, oh, there's more to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And so now I need to go over there and I need to be here and I need to, you know, do all of these things. And wow, it's, it does really just go back to God, what are you saying for me and about my life and about the things that you're asking me to steward? You know, I, uh, we're both creatives. Uh, We've both you know, um, in, in different ways, you know, you're, um, a singer songwriter. Uh, and so I know that you have resources that, that you like to make available to other people. And, you know, there's a reason why God has placed that gift on the inside of you, because he wants to use that to bless and encourage 
other people. And so how do we, or maybe even for you, how do you filter, you know, I'm going to make this resource available. I'm going to, you know, utilize the social media platforms for an example, um, you know, to be able to put this out into the world and help people to know that this resource is available. Um, How do you filter that motive versus I want people to see that I'm doing something and Mm -hmm. that, that their affirmation of that, their applause of that, their acknowledgement and recognition is really what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's such a good question. And honestly, I'd be lying if I said that every time I post something, I don't like an hour later, go back and see if anybody said anything Uh, and, and feel this like, oh, nobody's listened to it yet. Nobody said anything. I, I'm, that is something I really am not proud of, but let's be honest. That is, I mean, it is such a, it's such a, it's an easy thing that social media does in our hearts is makes us feel lonely. Again, that loneliness coming up. (laughs) Uh, But I do when I, when I do it well, and it's not very often yet, but I'm, I'm trying, I want to grow in this area, especially when it's something I, I feel God has really called me to create or share. And I step back and just let him do what he will with it. It's amazing it's, it's a different kind of life giving success. And I think therein lies the difference I really want to grip is, uh, and I was talking to Wendell uh, Kimbrough about this very thing, like how sometimes when we write a song and we put it out in the world, there'll be crickets. And then the next week we put out a song that we are not as proud of maybe personally, or we don't think has, you know, as much value for some reason. Um, and God will do something with it. And we're like, okay, uh, cool. And that it's so fun. And that, that's, that's what spurs me on to keep being faithful in sharing. And I, and I don't, you know, when we say overcome striving and, and avoiding, you know, maybe being online all the time, I don't think, I don't want anybody to hear that going, oh, I shouldn't share anything. No, (laughs) I think it's good for us to pour into each other and to share what God is asking us to create. I think we just need to rewire our own hearts and our own responses. Like I, I really want to share things without the expectation (laughs) that I I currently feel when I share something online or like a Christmas album that I did a couple years ago, I bought, you know, hundred CDs or whatever. And I felt myself sad that I didn't sell them all. Like, why didn't I sell them all? Well, it's okay. You have them on the ready. Christmas comes once a year. So, you know, I don't know, just different weird expectations that we almost set on ourselves and we, we need to rewire what those, those levels of success are and not be afraid to share, but also not be afraid to just let God, uh, work it out in his timing and use what you put forth into the world in his way, in his glory and in his timing. (laughs) So, uh, and to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, 
what I'm hearing and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's this obedience piece and then leaving the results up to him. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but isn't and, that hard to walk out? Uh, yes. And I, I say that almost as a poser, I feel like I'm saying all that because I mean, we have to be honest that, you know, if we post something and nobody sees it, we're like, what's wrong? Is the algorithm not seeing me anymore? Like what's, what's wrong? And, uh, nobody sees me. It's, it's, it's bad. It's well, it's not, yes, it is bad. We need to grow, uh, from that. We need to grow forward in, and that's another thing that I want to train my people well in is how do we navigate this social media life, this life of connectivity. I think we're going to lose a lot of authenticity in our lives. If we, if we allow those shallow electronic relationships to define who we are and, uh, what level of success we have, again, we need to, we need to flip that script. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just have to say, before we go on, I so appreciate you really kind of opening up and, and being honest about, you know, just, we post something and then, you know, 10 minutes later, we're back. Who's liked it? You know, know? I've done that countless times. I mean, I can't even count that high. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many times I've done that. And if I'm going to be honest and we've been honest the entire time we, you know, since I hit play here or record here, it is because I'm looking for affirmation. I am looking for affirmation from people. And if it's not liked or, you know, the little heart thing or, you know, (laughs) commenting or, or, you know, whatever the, I mean, and wow, if somebody would leave a comment, I mean, wow, I thought I'd hit pay dirt, you know, but when that doesn't happen, then I also filter that through nobody likes me. This isn't good enough. I need to do better. I need to sign up for all of these programs so that I understand algorithms better and how I can connect on, you know, in the online space better because I am clearly behind the eight ball here and I need to do better. And Mm -hmm. if I can be even more honest, there have been times because of a lack of perceived lack of engagement on social media, I have gone and removed a post because of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like that's like really being honest, but it's because of that. It's because yeah. that nobody likes it. And so, okay, <laughs> I'll just take it down, you know? And I I have to, I have to get to this place. And I, I mean, I'm getting there where when I feel that that temptation come up in me, that narrative that's trying to really kind of do the leading here to arrest that and say no, and ask myself, filter it through. Does Jesus like that? Would Jesus approve Mm -hmm. of what I just shared? And if the answer is yes, then that's what matters. And I'm going to leave it there. And I'm doing that. It's hard. It's been really, really hard for me to leave it there, but I'm slowly making some progress here and that's what I'm choosing to celebrate. Yeah. And we, we need to, we need to be spending time with God so we can hear his well done. Like if we, if our eyes are completely focused on the other, we're never going to really hear that. And we're never going to feel that deeply. So that's why it's definitely a priority for myself this year is to pay more attention to not only what he's asking me to spend my time doing, but 
to hear him say, well done and to feel that and for that to be the affirmation that drives me forward. So, yeah. Yeah. You've said that you're, this is a work in progress for you. You're, you know, kind of on this journey right now. I'm with you. <laughs> I feel like it's been a journey I've been on for a while, but it's worth oh, it. Yeah. It's so worth it. And so even though you may feel like there's, you know, a lot more work to be done yet, I feel that way in my own life. And yet, how would you encourage someone listening today that feels like, yeah, I am with you. I have felt that same pressure. I know if I'm honest, that I am striving to be affirmed and it's just hard. So how would, first of all, how would you encourage that listener? Man, it's it's so good for us to have these kind of conversations. And I think we, we need to be honest with ourselves and then to be open to have conversations with others like this, where we, we don't feel alone in this, because I think sometimes we forget that everybody has laundry and dishes to do. Uh, we do. And we don't share those parts of our life. Sometimes we forget, (laughs) uh, that, you know, the young mom at home she has a toddler uh, screaming at her half the day. People that are caring for their parents at home, you know, they are caretakers. There's a whole dimension of life there that we don't remember sometimes that I think it's, it's good for us to remember that we each hold something that feels small, small things. And we, we need to be careful to not define them or let the world define them as lesser things, not worthy of our time and effort. So yeah. And, and this is a process I am currently going through. So all the tips and tricks I might share here, just know that this is something I'm walking through. Uh, this is what I'm finding helpful for me right now. And, um, you know, it's a new year and we, we have, we've been given, I don't know what it is about January. I don't know if this feels the same way. It's almost like, Oh, okay. Fresh start. Let's do this. Uh, it's so funny. It's just another day on the calendar, but it's, it feels like a gift sometimes. So, so I would honestly say, you know, take a hard look, (laughs) write it all down, take a hard look at your to-do list. Uh, lists are my lifeline. I, with all that stuff that I do, Um, I have to write it all down or I will forget. Um, But those lists can be really helpful in defining what it is that we need to be doing. So, you know, how we spend our time, let's just be honest. That's, that's super important. Time can never be recovered. So if what we spend our time doing today is today, we never get this time back. So it is critically important for us to use that time wisely And don't give our time away to tasks or things that don't align with what God is asking us to do, something that doesn't align with our mission. But I say that we we need to make sure that we're not defining our mission poorly either. And I think in our last conversation, we talked a little bit about mission mindset and just staying focused when we face criticism specifically in that conversation. But as we're working to define what our mission is in life, for me this year, I'm really taking a hard look as to see if my mission includes all aspects of my life that it really should. Not just my songwriting, not just my podcasting, not just my ministry work, but my family, mm. my health. Uh, 
and our mission could be something, you know, like a, a blanket um, idea. But I think at some point we need to get specific and set some good goals, set some, I hate to say expectations, because that it feels like something pegging us into something that we may not, <laughs> it may not be good, but we need to take a hard look at our to-do list and make sure that we're categorizing things well. So if I could, so I just found this system and I'm really curious about it and I'm going to give it a try. So maybe everybody else can try it with me and see if it works. So uh, I found this guy, his name is Omar Itani, and I'm probably butching his name, but anyway, I can send you a link to this article I just read, but basically what he uses, it's called a four bucket system. And when I first read this, I'm like, oh, I'm already doing this. Like I have all these buckets of things that I do and I have lists within those buckets. And as I got into the article, I'm like, oh no, his buckets are different. What are these buckets? So he basically categorizes his, all of the things, all of the things into the first bucket is what he wants to do. And then the second bucket is what he has to do. And the third is what he needs to do. And then the last bucket is what he can do. I had never heard this before. So I'll back up. So what you want to do, these are the most important tasks that matter to you. And basically, if you accomplish these tasks in any given day, you would feel a sense of accomplishment. So, okay. And then have to do is uh, I'd say more like maintenance type tasks or things that you have to do for someone else, um, like a, a client or a boss, or, you know, honestly, my clients are my little people. So like, I have to do dishes that that's going to follow on that have to do list. It was interesting when I looked at laundry. So that's all in the next section. I am actually putting that in my need to do list. So have to do is something that has to like, has to happen or chaos ensues, but need to do, you can push them off a bit, but eventually you're not going to be able to outrun them. So like laundry or paying bills or responding to emails or texts or meal planning, grocery shopping. Like these aren't things that he said, like you don't have to do them every single day but maybe group them up, bulk them up and take a chunk of time to do them. It was really interesting because I think I've approached laundry uh, as do a load every day and you'll succeed at life. Mm. I've never been good at that. So I think that was, again, an expectation I set on myself and it just wasn't working for me. So, and then the can do's everything else. So, uh, my list of can do's are like all the lessons I'd ever want to take piano lessons, guitar lessons, saxophone lessons, voice lessons, all those things I'd love to do someday. But if I'm not doing the things that I want to do or have to do or need to do, but I'm still doing voice lessons, there's something broken there. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting. And then like nights out with friends or even reading or like taking courses online or uh, our time on social media, late night TV watching, that should be a can do. That should be more, a little lower on the priority list, as hard as that is going to be for me to like trickle that one down because I really enjoyed that. So anyway, that was his four buckets. It was so refreshing to read that and go, okay, I think that's a little simpler than, okay, for my podcasting, this is what I've got. These are my to-dos for my songwriting. These are my to-dos 
those are still good lists, but I think now I want to step back and say, okay, within those lists, where does this stuff fall? And then he said that once you have those lists, those four buckets defined, you really work to build your schedule around them. So your want to do's take precedence. You build your schedule around your want to do's. So for me, I've mentioned a few times, I want to be spending more time with the Lord. I haven't been. So I am going to be intentional about actually scheduling my time. I'm going to put it on the family calendar. So people know this is mama's time with the Lord. We're not going to schedule anything on top of that. We're not going to expect her to step away from that because that's important to her. And then, you know, with my, my health, I know I, it's going to take a lot of self-motivation and I'm working on that, but I need to be paying more attention to what I'm eating. And with that comes the meal planning and all that stuff. But there are things that we can build into our schedule and actually take the time to do that should propel us forward into a, I'd say a, a richer success. So yeah, I think this, this bucket system, I'm really intrigued by it and I have followed him online now. So we'll see if he can teach me any more about this process, but, uh, it's encouraging to kind of, it's a refreshing look at the to-do list, I guess is what I'm, I'm saying. And yeah, I'm, and I'm a scheduler anyway. So this kind of spoke to that love language of mine of lists and scheduling. And so, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so that link will be in the show notes. Sure. Yeah. So look for that. If, if that's something that's interesting to you, I would also say just really quick as we're wrapping up, one of the, I'm a reader. I, and I love a physical book. I know that we're like in a digital age and, and there's Kindle and all of that, but again, I'm old fashioned. I I love it. I mean, when I go out to speak or she rises, whether it's my own events or somebody else's event, I come with my paper. (laughs) So (laughs) anyway, um, but one of my go-to books that I discipline myself to read at least once a year, someone gifted it to me, a mentor had gifted it to me many years ago. And like I said, it's been just really a rock in my book of, of books that I read every year. It's called Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership. And it's by Ruth Haley Barton strengthening the soul of your leadership by Ruth Haley Barton. And that book is, it is so beautifully written and it is so it's honest and it's so practical. You can wrap yourself around it. And she's um, written it with such honesty. Um, There's a, there was a statement that the first time I read it, she made this statement in the book that all of these years later has just really stuck with me. She said that she was so busy with all of these different things in her life, you know, over here and over there. And she understood that she was exhausted. You know, her, her fuse was short, wasn't eating properly, wasn't sleeping well, connecting with family and that type of thing. And she said that she also recognized that her relationship with the Lord was suffering. And out of her mouth, she said, God, I want to enjoy you for you, not for prepping to serve other people. And 
I loved that. I loved that honesty. And I just so resonated with that. And so this book has always proven to be something that kind of just helps me to kind of recenter a little bit and maybe even step back and, and evaluate. Are there some things that maybe I need to let go of? And that's just God's grace just isn't on my life anymore. Um, she also has a, her own podcast as well. So hmm. um, really, really great content there. But Andrea, um, it has been such a joy to have you on the show again this week. I know that uh, listeners will want to connect with you if they if they haven't already, um, you know, from the last time that you were on and we were talking about overcoming criticism. Um, and so how can listeners find you? Um, I'd say there's a few different ways. Uh, I am on social media, probably. I'm not going to be on social media as much this year though. There's that. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> Just kidding. Probably will be, but that is the goal. Uh, but I am on Instagram and uh, Facebook and uh, can be found and heard on occasion on the creatively Christian podcast. And I have a website too, which I'm, I'm working to revamp right now uh, where I share my music. Uh, I think that's andreasandifermusic.com. And then there's links to the podcast and all my socials on there too. But yeah, it's just, it's fun to kind of just connect with people on here and be an encouragement uh, through this medium too. And it's, oh, we have so much to learn and so much growth. You know, I think one of the most transformative things in my life recently is meditating on, you know, because we just did this incarnation show, the fact but Jesus came as a baby and had to grow and he had to learn. It, it, it's the weirdest thing to grip that God himself went through the process of sanctification mm-hmm. <laughs> blows my mind. And it, yeah. it, it was almost it's freeing to, to hear that, that we don't have to have it all together. He doesn't expect us to have it all together. Uh, and he understands and he, he's with us on the journey and uh, he's going to be our biggest encourager if we just give him the room to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spending the time with him to hear his well done, good yeah. and faithful servant. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. It's a gift. So good. So. so good. And so listeners, I know that Andrea would, would probably agree with this as well, but this heart work that we're talking about, it's hard. Heart work is mm-hmm. hard but it's so worth it. And, you know, just the Lord will help you walk through those things and, um, and just know that you're not alone Um, uh, going through these things. These are things that we all are growing and coming up higher in, in the Lord. And, and so just know that you're not alone and that God sees you. You know, I, uh, I try to end these podcasts with saying each and every time you are fully known, you are fully seen, you are heard. God knows exactly where you are. He knows your name and that he could not love you any more than he loves you right now at this very moment. And those aren't words that I just say, just, you know, flippantly or just, you know, just kind of rolling it off the tongue because it's something good to say. I really, truly mean that. And I really, truly believe that that is God's heart, that he sees you, that you're not just another woman taking up space here on planet earth, that he sees you and 
you know, all over the world, he has people calling out to him and, um, you know, asking him and believing for him to intervene in their lives and standing on his promises. And yet he sees you and he hears you in your own little corner of the world. Um, And so just know that today, that even if you feel like, wow, my prayers aren't being as answered as as quickly as I wanted to, or is he listening? He is listening, um, that they rise before him and, and that he is working. You may not see that happening and unfolding in your life right now, but he is at work in your life right now. Uh, And so you matter to him your life matters to him. And I'll say it again, that he could never love you any more than he loves you right now at this very moment. So I hope that this episode added value to your life. I I really believe that it did. I know it it did me. So thank you, Andrea, for joining us. And um, listeners, we uh, are just so honored that you joined us again this week. We hope that you stay well, and I'll catch you back here next time. Uh, Same place and same day. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you right back here. Same place, same time next week.